Hey, Francesca. Yes, Patrick. Do you remember that show, You Can't Do That on Television? Yeah, I, uh, the one where they did like the stupid like locker joke thing. Yeah, that's actually exactly what I was going for. I don't know why, but that just popped into my head. I just, I just recall these childhood memories of that show. I loved You Can't Do That on Television because it was like a young SNL, and I was like, oh my god, I want to be on that show someday. Yeah, it was, it was really silly. I don't know why that just kind of popped into my mind. That whole routine they did, where they set up jokes by popping out of lockers and saying, "Hey, so and so." Yes, so and so. Right, and then they do, and they do some little riff thing. I, it, I don't know where that came from, but yeah, that is really weird, especially because you have like the worst memory ever. So like, why would you even remember that? I remember, I remember silly, silly, strange things from my childhood. <laughs> yeah, apparently. But sometimes you don't even remember your wife's name, which is really annoying and kind of bothersome. Oh, all right, Martha. We put corners in a triangle. Why we keep it one hundred tie optional? With a person from a desk acting on the screen. You know who it is, man. It's Chester Lee. He's a lawyer. She's an activist. And you're tuning to them live. This is last name basis. You ready? <laughs> Martha, right? That's, that's not the name you'd expect. No, but that that's a perfect place to cut into the um, intro. Are you, we just go, all right, Martha. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that is perfect. With McCormick's name, the triangle. We keep on 100 options. That's, that's me trying to rap like Justin. <laughs> that was good. That was good. That was close. I mean, not really. We had an adventure yesterday, a 10-hour adventure. It was more like a 12-hour adventure. <laughs> yeah, if you include travel time. And the adventure was only about six, maybe even five out of those 12 hours. Yeah, oh my gosh. It was a really long day. But it was, you know, in retrospect, it was worth it. We went to the Global Citizen Festival yesterday, which is a gigantic free concert every year in New York City. They also have one in D.C., and it's all about world issues, largely um, global poverty. It's a free concert that you get tickets to by collecting these points by doing like charitable charitable initiatives online, like using these hashtags and contacting your senators. And once you get enough points, you can get free tickets. And our friend Nick got. Four free tickets, and he invited Patrick and I to go with him. They just fell in our laps. I mean, this is something that people have planned for. I mean, you, you right. like like Fran would say, you had to take serious initiative to be even eligible to get these tickets, and then you had to win a lottery. Right. It was a lot. Like you had to do a bunch of stuff. Like Nick was saying that he was on his girlfriend's Twitter and his Twitter and on his Facebook, like every day, sending out emails and just doing all this stuff to try and get free tickets and he got the tickets so we had no idea what this thing even was i mean i knew what it was admittedly because i had a meeting with global citizens uh last year mm -hmm. about possibly working with them and it just didn't work out because i was like super busy and i was traveling a lot and um like i said they have one in dc and they had asked me to be a part of that one and i couldn't oh right so i knew what it was about i just I guess I just didn't realize the scope of the event because it was huge. We there was sixty thousand people there, which like I don't think you understand how many people sixty thousand people is. It is a lot. We got there at ten thirty in the morning. There were people that camped out. We were in line. I want to say we got in at noon. Right? No. No, 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 no. We got in at about one. They started actually letting people onto the grounds. It was in the Grand Lawn in Central Park. Right. Um, and we got really close to the stage, like way closer than I expected. Right. If if our friend's adventure hadn't been like two hours longer than our adventure, we wouldn't have gotten to the front of the line like we did because he was all the way up front. 
So we were like super close. But here's the thing. Because it's 60,000 people. So we we got in at like one o'clock. The concert didn't actually start until four. But because it's so many people, you can't leave your spot. And we were standing. And that means that you can't leave to go to the bathroom. And so like we couldn't really drink water. We were taking like little sips of water. We were like so dehydrated. (laughs) We were rationing our water. It got to that point. But we were doing it because we were going to get the chance to see Beyonce for free. And I feel like that is the only justifiable reason to bring yourself to the brink of dehydration (laughs) in order to see the Queen Bee. So... I, I made a bulleted list of all the things that happened because a lot happened and I definitely we really haven't talked about it since it happened because it was like such a I just it was such a roller coaster of emotion. By the time we left, we were so like frazzled because we hadn't eaten all day long. We weren't even sure what were had hurting, just happened. And we were just like, oh, my gosh, what is going on? So I'm excited to just talk about like your feelings about it. Um, Definitely. I, it was it was a great time. It was one of those things where after the fact I was thinking about this, it's hard to know whether or not it was worth it. Because I, I feel like I was spit out of like a meat grinder at the end of that thing. <laughs> I know. My legs hurt. My knee was oh, killing me. My, my feet. God, I couldn't my feel legs. my feet at my some point. My whole body was hurting. And I mean, I don't know. I do think it was worth it just because, I don't know. It was like an experience that we've never had before. And so, and it was something to talk about on the podcast. I was like, the whole time I was like, we could talk about this on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I'm going to just like go down this list. Stephen Colbert and Hugh Jackman were hosting. Thoughts? Uh, they were good. They were good. Stephen Colbert was, you know, they were they were very PC. Hugh Jackman was actually a lot funnier and a lot more natural than I would have expected. Really? You I mean, thought so? He was, he, I mean, I don't know him to be funny, and yeah, I don't know either. him to be just uh, like a regular guy, personable human being. I only know, really, I mean, I know him as like the Wolverine. Like, right. that's when, when I think Hugh Jackman, like a lot of people, I think like knives in his hands. Right. So, uh, you know, it, it was, it was impressive to see him very personable to see him be so personable so comfortable i mean he is an actor so i you know yeah but there are there are some actors like you know Kristen stewart who's just like a brick wall like there are some actors who just act and like don't like there are some actors who need a script in order to make them come across as a great personality Mm -hmm. and when they're not scripted or when they don't they don't seem so charismatic right Mm -hmm. or like and clearly they were reading a teleprompter but I just mean in the sense like they're not being a character like they're being themselves like some actors struggle with that so I I, see that yeah he was charismatic I've never been like a big Colbert fan I don't dislike him Mm -hmm. but like he kind of did a lot of like dad jokes I mean maybe that's because of the event really can't come at it from the sort of cynical humor that especially Stephen Colbert is known for uh, when 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 you well I mean he had he had the Colbert report and that was was a character yeah and that was all satirical yeah and and it's that's very um, very sarcastic he still kind of did that because he was like yeah world hunger like at one point (laughs) yeah he did (laughs) he did but it was in the most dad way as you put it Mm -hmm. uh, that that you could do it Uh, so so I think he had to really tone it down. Also, now he has a late show. So right. the late show is is you know is classically a very um, a very all audiences show. PG, PG. Yeah, it's very PG. So so that might have been it too, because now he's promoting himself as a as a you know as a talk yeah, show host. Yeah, I, I thought it was a weird pairing, but it was a cool one, and I thought that they did a good job. There were tons of celebrities there: um, Leonardo DiCaprio, Carrie oh Washington. God. Did you feel weird seeing Leonardo DiCaprio on stage? I thought I was having an out of body experience. <laughs> 
I was like, why am I looking at me? How did I get on that stage? <laughs> he was, was he was wearing like a suit jacket too. I was like, did you go in Patrick's closet? Like he was wearing something that you would wear. I was like, please let me say, I'm going to let you finish. <laughs> <laughs> um, Michelle Obama was there, which was very exciting. That was um, incredible. The, the great thing about Michelle Obama being there was that we knew she was going to be there. And then before she came out. They showed us a video of her. They introduced her and it was a video of her. And the and the disappointment in the audience was palpable. <laughs> there were near, people were almost booing. They were sighing. It was and, awful. And they could have done a better job with that. They could have said, and now a message from Michelle Obama, because we would have understood that it was a video. They did the same thing with Barack. They were like, and now Barack Obama. And everyone was like. <gasps> that was cruel. And then it was a video. We were like, why are you setting us up like that? That was cruel. But with Michelle, I think they did it on purpose. I think they knew we were going to get our no, hopes up. I don't think they did And then that she was actually going to come out later. Well, maybe, but that was really stupid, and I don't know why. Um, it was funny, I thought. Well, by the end, Selma Hayek was like, vi- like Selma Hayek was actually like showing us, like, okay, everyone, calm <laughs> down, don't get excited. I'm still talking. I'm getting ready to bring yeah. out some like CEO of a charity that like you guys have never right. heard of before, because like she would be like, and now a woman that I love, and we're all like, Beyonce. Everyone started being like, it's Beyonce. And then someone's like, no, 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 calm down, calm down, calm down. It's not Beyonce. That's right. <laughs> so because, funny. because at that point, everyone was anticipating Beyonce and they were about to riot. They were seriously going to lose oh their God. shit. You guys, listen, I'm not a stan. I'm really, really not. I like Beyonce. I only own one Beyonce album. I listen to her at the gym. I do enjoy her music. But when I tell you I was having like an out of body experience, <laughs> I was freaking. You were. You were. I haven't seen you like that in a long time. I was freaking. It's so funny how how a celebrity like Beyonce (laughs) can turn a grown, mature woman into a squealing child. I was screaming. I was like, yes, bitch. Yes. I was just like, I don't even know what was, yeah. I don't even know what's wrong with me. Honestly, I wasn't even ready to jump into Beyonce, but we're here. We might as well. Absolutely. Like, what did you think? What did you think of Beyonce? Because I, oh my God, it was it was do you do you just, need to, do you want a moment to let it out though? Like do you do you want, really want to hear what I think or do you yeah, just no, want to get it out? No, no, go ahead, go ahead. Okay. I'm just like I'm just like rubbing my face right now. Her, <laughs> Fran literally has her hands over her face. She cannot handle this. <laughs> I'm having a moment. No, I do want to hear what you had to say because you because you're a hating ass hater and I just feel like we might as well get that out of the way. <laughs> okay, okay. I thought it was an amazing performance. You did? An a- yeah, it was actually an incredible performance. I mean the production. Oh my god! Wait, do you get it now? Of that whole, yeah, it was it was like seeing uh like a like a Broadway show. It was a production. It was, yeah, and it was amazing on every level. And what one of the things I liked best about it, and I see this on like NFL halftime shows, they'll mm-hmm. do this, but I've never seen it in a live concert where somebody has their own performance set set up. You know what I mean? I mean, she yeah. played about an hour, so I've never seen this done where they where they cut up things to where they're incorporating other songs yes. and, and moving- One line from a song sometimes. Yeah, and moving effortlessly through the different songs and dance numbers costume and choreographies changes. and costume changes. I mean, it was, if nothing else, it was just a marvel of production. And it was really like Beyonce was like, fuck what all y'all else did at this show. 
I'm about to take it to the next level. She had a set. Yeah. She had uh, an elaborate an set. An elaborate set gorgeous. with like cool lighting things happening where like they were each in their own little like compartments and the lights were moving like they were like in an elevator or something. Yeah. And then the box moved and then they had like a giant screen on the box so that you could like see her on the screen. Yeah, which they was, were like, projecting awesome. onto this box. They did a freaking Maya Angelou phenomenal woman played in like a girl did like a ballet oh my god that dancer came out she was actually i mean she was just very fluidly very slowly moving like a like a well-trained ballerina does Uh, i'm sure she's somebody because she was she was too good but i mean just the fact not be somebody you know a a real dancer but like this is what i'm saying is and we've talked about this before because you and i have disagreed on like celebrities beyonce in particular incorporating like social issues and like feminism and whatever into their act and i felt like the fact that she had a clip of maya angelou phenomenal woman was so awesome because there were literally like children around us who I know for a fact have never heard that poem before and they were all listening like their life depended on it and that is awesome you mean they were all staring at their phones while they were filming the performance like their life depended no on they weren't it. they weren't <laughs> filming I mean there were times where I literally couldn't see the stage yeah. because it, were, it was a montage like a like a patchwork of phones in front of me I was like literally there were moments where not a person in front of me was watching the show yeah I mean I really only I snapchatted like four songs and then I really put my phone away so I could try and watch because the thing about the thing about do- taking video of like concerts and stuff like you're not gonna watch that video no one is going to say like let me sit down and watch this video of Beyonce. it's because it looks like crap it sounds like crap mm-hmm. and like and there's all this other footage and there's all professional this, footage there's out there. all this professional footage like we're not gonna watch any of that like there's just no reason um I put down some, I wrote down the whole set list. <laughs> yeah, you did. This is a long I wrote down the, list. She did so many freaking songs. Crazy in Love, Love on Top, XO, Halo, One Plus One, Drunk in Love with Ed Sheeran, which, you know. Can we talk, should we talk about Ed Sheeran for a second? Yeah, we can talk about Ed Sheeran. He, I was, just, you know. he was a very, very talented musician. He's one of these musicians I felt, and, and we were shocked at how many people were actually there for him. Yo, we were shading the fuck out of Ed Sheeran. We were like, and even our friend Nick was <laughs> It's like, oh, no one wants to see Ed Sheeran. And then, like, all these girls were like, what? Like, they all looked at him with, like, death eyes. Yeah. Like, don't you dare. You want to know why? Because, because his music is, like, for me, it's like that of, like. It's vanilla. Of, like, Adele. It's, it's. No, don't, don't compare him to Adele. Why not? Because. Let me finish my analogy, I mean, they, Okay, go ahead. Okay, like, I'm comparing him to, c- comparing him to Adele because I, I, I think he has a sort of all audiences appeal it's very inoffensive. It's very inoffensive, but it's very like broad strokes, love, you know, general emotions. He's yeah. extremely talented. His music is is very catchy. Some of the songs are extremely catchy. He appeals to Lord of the Rings fans. Uh, because he looks like a hobbit? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of people like Lord of the Rings. That's so funny. But like, you know, he 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 has this wide appeal, but like Adele for me. It's he's his music is something I never really want to hear. It doesn't fit into my life. Like I'm not going to rock out to it at the gym. I'm not going to listen to it when I want to. I feel like you hear it when you're in the mall. It's exactly you're in the mall. Exactly, and you'd play it in the mall because it's like this is a generic song that everyone can agree is like catchy and like has a great like message and is about love or is about like. You know, like getting dumped. It's something we can all relate mm-hmm. to. It's like so. It's like 
oatmeal. I don't even mm. know how to like. I, and here's the thing: is I was general, general. I was genuinely surprised by how many songs I knew. Like yeah. I was like, wait, yeah, this too. is an Ed Sheeran. Song? Probably because you heard it at the mall. Yeah, like I was like, <laughs> I feel like I was asking someone if they had this in a medium when I heard this song. <laughs> you know what Why I mean? do I associate this with Forever Twenty One? I don't. I mean, I, because they are forever playing Ed Sheeran. Um. So yeah, and he did like the loop pedal thing, and it was so funny because I, I met everybody around me because we had all this downtime to talk, and there was this girl who drove from Alabama with her boyfriend. They were so funny. They literally drove from Alabama because she loves Sophia Bush, like some CW actress she didn't even care wow. about yeah she literally was like wow. i love she was like i love sophia bush i want to meet her i was like okay girl she was like 16 and um she at one point leans over to me and she's like you realize that he's playing all that music with like a pedal by himself he's like one of the only people that does that and i was like no he's not yeah yeah introducing andrew bird like, chris cornell i was like are you kidding me like like so many musicians yeah. do that mm -hmm. and then it was just so cute because like she said it with this conviction like she was telling me something right she was like i don't know if you know but like he's doing all that by himself <laughs> i was like i mean he's good yeah. but like he's not he's, the first he's yeah that's not you know that's not exactly breaking ground but right um, but he was good. He was up there by himself. But he was a fantastic musician, and the song he did with Beyonce was fucking awesome. I don't know. So, okay, they did Drunk in Love, and it was just like, I would have preferred- Come on, you love the surfboard. No, I, I, surfboard. I, surfboard. I love that song. <laughs> I love that song. P.S. We're going to talk about surfboard, because I'm curious if you know what that even means. I do. We talked about this before, actually. We did? Yeah, when you used to walk around our apartment going, surfboard, <laughs> surfboard, and I was like, what the fuck are you doing, Fran? And then you explained it all to me. Okay, well, so whatever. Um, I just would have preferred hearing Beyonce do the song because I'm kind of really over like singer songwriter white dudes and white girls with guitars singing rap songs and R and B songs. Like I just feel it's always like, aren't it so cute and like clever? I have a ukulele and I'm white and I'm singing like a rap song. Like you would never expect this from me. Like, Are you talking just, about what the song he did, the surfboard song he did with Beyonce? Yeah, I feel like it just is kind of I mean like whatever. It was cute. They sounded good together. Whatever. I guess I'm just kind of the novelty of a white person with a guitar singing like a rap song or an R&B song to me is just so played out I, that I felt like I was kind of just like I just gave it like an eye roll. I, I like, agree. Oh, okay. I agree when it comes to when it comes to like um, them doing like covers of like Trap Queen or something. Right. When it comes to when it comes to like the white singer songwriter doing the doing the cover of or, or especially turning rap lyrics into a melody right. and making a melodic composition of yeah. the rap song. That's I, I agree there, but but when it's Beyonce choosing to do a song yeah, with another artist, yeah, I think absolutely. it's very different in that context. Yeah, absolutely. I just felt like I don't know. I feel like the song on its own without Ed Sheeran is a great song, and I just felt like he didn't really add anything to it. I just felt like it was like novelty overload. And oh, I, I thought was it was like, good. Whatever, it was fine. Um, Survivor was amazing. Mm -hmm. I was scream like oh my god, Diva was amazing. Um, flawless. I thought I, I was genuinely having like an out of body experience. Like it was just so free. Oh my god, the one that I really lost my shit. It was when she did um Destiny's <laughs> Child, Jumpin' Jumpin'. Oh yeah, ladies, leave your man at home. Like I just love 
Oh my god, I just love that song. Yeah, it was it was funny. At one time, I mean, we're surrounded by a sea of children. I mean, not not just children, but uh, you know, a, a majority of very young people. And there was one point during the Beyonce show where I turned the around. The Beyonce show. I love I, you for saying that. <laughs> <laughs> it became the Beyonce show, let's yeah, be real. Yeah, it kind of did. Um, where I turned around, I was like, I, I don't know where my wife is. Because you blended in with all of the screaming Because I was just like. Wah! I was like, I can't I can't pick my wife out of this scene. <laughs> I, and she was right next to me. I did like the older white couple sitting next to us, like looking just so confused. Because everyone was like, bow down, bitches. And they were just like, oh my God, what is happening? happening <laughs> so funny um who else was good oh um Coldplay was great yeah and and they their music is kind of in that same Ed Sheeran family of like really inoffensive it can be in like mm-hmm. every car commercial or like you know love affair sitcom scene they can play you know what I mean right Speed right of sound or something but um Chris Martin brought out Ariana Grande and Ari I'm I, I'm ugh. Ariana Grande, after the donut looking thing, I like had a major side eye for her. But I have to say, that little girl sang her face off. She sounded, she just sounded so freaking good. And she it was just, awesome. It was effortless. She you was know awesome. What I mean? Yeah. Like, and live, that really has an impact that you don't get on a recording. When you see that happen and you say, okay, this is a real human being who's, how old is she? She's like 22. Who's 22 and is, and is doing this. I mean, it's it's actually. Then you really compare it to your own ability to sing and croak out like she's little like all lyrics. of five foot, and she just opens her mouth, and it just has such a. Oh my god! It, it was impressive. It was impressive. It was really really good overall. I uh, besides the fact that we were there for ten hours, I did have a good time. I did think the little transitions between performers were like. They just took way too long. And again, here's the here's the thing about I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you can you can jump in. Here's the thing about this this whole concert thing. And we were talking about this a little bit last night after the show is that, you know, it was it's all for these charitable causes, right. and these global charitable causes, including ending world poverty. Right. Uh, which they were very careful to say extreme poverty by 2030, which is a good goal. Um but they didn't talk about how. But they don't talk as much about how. And the whole premise for getting there is to tweet and to to really just basically raise awareness. Right. But there's, you know, there's a point at which awareness just isn't enough. And and what concerns me is that that culminated in a concert, which w- the focus of which were these major performers, these these you know, Beyonce, Coldplay, Pearl Jam, you know what I mean? Like, that's why people were there. That's why people did the tweeting. And and I don't mean to, to oversimplify what they were doing because they weren't wrong in how they were going about it. But it concerns me because uh, this podcast is a great example. What are we talking about right now? Beyonce. Yeah. No, you no, know no we're I mean? not talking about any of the issues or like how you can get involved because they didn't tell us. They because just... there wasn't there was enough. There was a lot of there was a lot of positive hype and a lot of patting each other on the back. Yeah, it was and, like, you did this. You're doing awesome. Right, and and that concerns me because really that's not the real world how it works when you're trying to affect change. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that's not actually how it works, and it concerns me especially that, you know, it can raise awareness for young people as to, like, the fact that these things exist and that they can make a difference, Right. and that's good. It can also send the message to young people that, that – Tweeting about things is the end. is sufficient, right. and then going to the concert. And I mean, let's face it: when we were up there and they were announcing various world leaders, I mean, no, I people mean, were not paying prime attention. prime ministers, and the people in the audience were 
not listening to yeah, them. Yeah, Malala was there, and people were like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Well, well, they're saying what we need to do to wor- to end extreme poverty, everyone's like, wait a minute, are you about to announce Beyonce? <laughs> and that's <laughs> when- they're like, oh, look over there, look at Kerry Washington. Oh, Bill Nye! Yeah. Bill, Bill, Bill. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Exactly. Like, this person is talking about like a serious issue, these children behind us who were not even alive when Bill Nye the Science Guy was on television. Let's be real. Those kids were like 16 years yeah, old. Yeah, they just see celebrities. They're like, Bill, Bill, Bill. I was and- like, what? And this is and this is like the the celebrity attention sucking pipeline that I that I I fear and, yeah. and disdain. No, I totally get you. Because I'm with it, you. That's why Selma Hayek kept saying, "Guys, just please, and beyond, you know, we'll, we'll get to Beyonce. She's definitely coming out. Could you just shut up for a second? I'm like, glad this that is she actually did that because no one else did it and no one else was prepared for it. But I do have to say that was kind of like the failing of the event in the sense that I don't think that the people that they came out and spoke were really prepared to handle that audience and also because like there were giant balls flying around and stuff and like and these (laughs) people you could see that they were like oh like no one is listening to me and I have something important to say and no one really took command of the audience other than Selma Hayek she was the only one that did and I also think that a lot of people came out and said a lot of the same things over and over again and that's why people checked out they were like we're all gonna do this now we're all gonna push a giant button I don't know what that was about they were all like if you believe that we can make a change hit this button and everyone was like (laughs) yeah I'm hitting this button I'm like what are you guys talking about very strange yeah they did a lot of gimmicky things that that really was it was really a lot of let's get excited but not a lot of what are we getting excited about you know or or it was we're getting excited about these things but their 20 point goals for the world covered literally everything and seemed to ignore the fact race not covered at all except except <laughs> except for race which was for me pretty conspicuous no racial equality we were like gender equality clean water education we are not saying anything about racial equality and i just had like the a major freaking side eye for that i yeah. was like y'all have a 20 point list and that's the only thing that's not included yeah you've got life on land life on water you have all of life <laughs> On your list, but not but not racial equality. That's cool. Yeah, that was like definitely a side eye. But I will say overall, I'm gonna give it a ten out of ten. Ten hours. <laughs> ten hours. Saw Beyonce. Ten weeks of recovery for my feet and knees. <laughs> Hey, Patrick. Yes, Francesca. So I read on Tumblr the other day that Bigfoot is fake. Oh, really? He's he's fake, huh? Yeah, he talks mad shit about everyone behind their backs. (laughs) 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 Pope Francis was in New York City. I guess by the time you hear this, it'll be last week. It was Thursday and Friday. He uh, he led the prayer at St. Patrick's Cathedral. He oh, spoke, St. Patrick's. Yeah, he spoke at the United Nations General Assembly. Um, he he also spoke at the 9/11 Memorial, which is where yours truly <laughs> actually laid eyes on the Pope. Oh my God. Yeah. Now that said, I mean, I have a I have an office building overlooking the 9/11 Memorial, and so, so I you don't have to do anything. Yeah. So I saw him from 30 floors up. You right. know, I'm on the 30th floor, so I, I did see him from 30 floors up. So he was he was more of like a like a papal dot <laughs> than a, than an actual actual. Yeah. He sent pope. me pictures, and I was like, what am I looking at? Like I could <laughs> I like, not see. Do you the see pope. the white dot there? <laughs> That's the Pope. 
I could see the snipers. Yeah. And I was like, I see men with guns. Oh, there were snipers on every building. That was one of the cool things about my vantage point. I could see everyone on the ground was like, oh, the Pope, and it's all great. I'm looking down on that from, from my perspective. I could see the dozens of snipers on the corner of every building with their big binoculars and their rifles. I mean, when you look at the Pope, you're like, oh, it's the Pope, goodness, decency, etc. And you look at the snipers and you think, you think, oh, breaking news, uh, yeah. we've responded to a hostage situation. Yeah. You know? It was just such a such an interesting, interesting contrast. I don't know. I, I guess maybe I'm just really naive. I, I mean, I went to Catholic school, so I get it. Like, people like the Pope. But I guess I was just not expecting for all of New York City to, like, shut down. Like, trains were delayed. Buses were delayed. Yeah. There were people that were just like, oh, I can't get to such and such. He's, like, I got to go Pope. this way because the Pope is here. I mean, arguably... Arguably, the Pope is is more influential than pretty much any national leader in the world. I mean, c- consider that. I mean, you have a worldwide following for Catholicism, and and of course, other Christian groups. You know, they hey, they might not say like you know, we follow the Pope or the Pope is is. But you they know, like our acknowledge leader. he's like a dude. But yeah, but I mean, it's it's in the same realm. So, yeah. You know, you can't kind of you can't write him off exactly. No, I'm not. I guess I I I, I like don't get me wrong. I'm not writing off the Pope. I guess no. I, I know just, you're not. I'm I, saying that the right. other groups can. I guess it was just like a really big surprise to me. Like. So on Snapchat, they had, like, a special Pope filter. Like, it was like, they see me rolling. It was like the Pope in, like, a little... <laughs> the Pope-mobile? A little Pope-mobile. And then on, like, the live New York City feed of um, on Snapchat, I went through and I was just, like, looking to see, like, what's on there. And people were losing... The- people were giving the Pope the same reaction that I gave Beyonce. Like, people were screaming. Yeah, I-, I think it's funny that you're like, I can't believe people would do that for the Pope. <laughs> But but you but your reference point is that you do it for Beyonce. Listen, 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 listen. That's, I think that's, listen, I didn't mean to do it for Beyonce. It was not my fault. I had been standing for like eight hours, and by the time she came out, I was you were delirious. I was delirious. I hadn't had any water. Like I couldn't go to the bathroom. Like it's my mouth was dry. Funny that you say that because that's exactly what they do when they're initiating people into cults. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they de- deprive you of. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I, honestly, I would have signed up for anything at that moment. Anything Beyonce. Yeah, would have I would have done you. it. But I yeah, I don't know. I guess I just uh, yeah, you're right. You you completely pegged me because like <laughs> so funny. But I But, but at I least mean, you acknowledge it. But like I don't know. I le- like like the like the Pope's not like singing and dancing. You know what I mean? Like he's not <laughs> oh like Oh my god, he's the Pope. <laughs> I know, but I'm like, I would mean, it he, kill him to have like a <laughs> cool costume? A talent? Or, you know what I mean? Like, where are the jewels? Where are the fucking sequins, Pope? You know what I mean? Like, you're wearing all white, but like, where's the crop top? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, the built-in bustier. Like, give me some yeah. leg. Like something. Can we? Can we have like a like a well choreographed dance number? Choreography. Just once. Exactly. Beyonce twerked. What have you done? The audience does the choreography. It's all stand, sit, stand, <laughs> sit. Anybody can do that. Yeah. I actually know a guy. Yeah. Who had, who's a guy who lives in our building. He's a ticket scalper. He's a ticket scalper, <laughs> a scalper or to put it, you know, more gently. He sells, he deals in concert tickets and other He's tickets to events. He's a very nice guy, though. He's a wonderful guy. And he came across an Italian couple who had traveled here hoping to get a chance to see the Pope. And he tried to give them his tickets. But the language barrier... And the fact that he was a complete stranger just walking up to some people, I think it was somewhere in the city, in mm-hmm. some park, um, they they didn't trust him. They were like, 
I don't I don't know you. Yeah, and they I don't blame them though. And they couldn't read the tickets. You know what I mean? They yeah. didn't read English, so so they couldn't they couldn't read what it was. And it seems like I mean honestly, if somebody came up to you and was like, was hey, like, you want to see the Pope? <laughs> <laughs> right. I would be like, oh my god, I'm being killed. <laughs> no, I mean imagine if you were in I don't know if you were in Spain and somebody came up and you don't speak Spanish and they're saying things in Spanish and handing you something written in Spanish and suggesting that it's a Beyonce ticket and it's on printed some piece of paper. Yeah, I would take the Beyonce ticket. You would take it. You're yeah. Like, whatever, yeah, yeah, I would. I would take my chances. I would like take a picture of it. I would tweet it out. I'd be like, "Yo, somebody tell me what this says." <laughs> Could someone interpret this? Yeah, I would. Yeah. But I send under- it to Google. I understand their apprehension, especially with the Pope, because what if they what if they were fraudulent tickets and they showed up and then like they got arrested or something? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like that could be. You get pardoned by the Pope. But I. <laughs> but like, how funny is it that they had a chance at free tickets? Yeah. To the thing that they. Flew across the the world to come see yeah. him. I just thought there was such irony in that, and and really just this sad opportunity missed. Oh you know what I mean? Oh my gosh, that's really funny. I uh, really wanted to make a Pope Pope Pass joke. You're fucking up the rotation. Oh, I know. I really wanted. I really wanted to. You did so- Hey, Francesca. Yes, Patrick? Did you hear the one about the dog that had fleas? No, I didn't. Kaya has fleas. She's, you got to take her to the vet. You're off tomorrow, right? I told you to put the flea stuff on her. It's on the calendar. Hey, did you, did you see the, uh, did you see the video of the, of the white guys arguing in Park Slope? Oh, my God. Did you yeah. see that? A bunch of people sent this to us. If you haven't seen it, it is infuriating and confusing and hilarious and it's awesome so weird if you haven't seen it you have to check it out I, i'm sure if you google something like white guys in park slope argue or something like that two i i guess one white guy pushed the, his baby stroller it was in park slope surprise surprise right into the into the backs of the the legs of another white guy and the and the white guy who was who was hit assaulted. by the stroller yeah he, he was acting like he was assaulted um <laughs> blew the fuck up yeah he lost he lost his shit and the and the craziest thing the the craziest thing is what he was saying he was like you gentrified brooklyn i discovered this neighborhood for you which is like wait what are you talking about like right right you're taking credit for gentrification and then you're saying that like this guy owes you something as a white guy who like took this neighborhood from black and Hispanic people, and then he starts yelling, white privilege, white privilege. Like, Does he actually yell that? I don't remember. He yelled white privilege at the guy. Oh, my God. he did. He did. And then he was like, I'll fight you. Like, I get paid to beat people up. He said he fights for a living, and he was there was a cop there trying to keep them separate, and and one guy was just kind of like, oh, I'm just some dude. The guy who was blowing up, the guy who was allegedly a paid fighter, was jabbing the guy, the other guy, in the chest with his finger right in front of the cop who was trying to keep him separate. And you know what? The irony of him yelling white privilege. White privilege is threatening someone's life in front of a cop and not being shot dead. Like, come the fuck on. Like, the cop was literally just like, do-do-do-do-do, like, whatever. Like, he didn't do anything. And these guys are just like, he's screaming at this guy. Like, it was... Absolutely bizarre. And I just couldn't believe that he had the nerve to talk about white people gentrifying. Like, what are you talking about? Like, you have no place to call out gentrification. He was, uh, he was, he was, he was ready to beat the shit out of that guy. And the cop did, cop did nothing. And then, and then the guy, the guy said he settled, he settled Brooklyn, Park Slope specifically. 
<laughs> so that people like the man with the baby stroller could come in and push his little baby down the clean, whitewashed sidewalk. He settled of Bark, Bark Slope. Slope? Yeah. Shut up. Yeah, but the but this is here's the interesting thing because that's a that's a clip. It's a few minutes long, but there's there's a longer version out there. If, oh. you, if you know where to look, I found the I found the full version. Oh, really? Yeah. And after the white guy says, "I settled this," there's a Hasidic Jew that comes in. And he says, "He says I settled this for both of you. I settled Bark Slope for both of you." And then after that, there's a black guy that comes in and says, I settled this. I settled Park Slope <laughs> for both of you. No, he didn't settle it for He's like, bitch, I used to live here. This used to be my neighborhood before you, quote, settled it. Right, right. Oh, well, and then and then after that, the butcher from Gangs of New York comes in and says, I settled this <laughs> for both of you, for all of you guys. And then finally, a Native American from the Delaware tribe comes in and says, I settled this. No, he says, what the fuck? Get out. <laughs> it ends It ends with a deer being like, with just a single tear rolling down its face. <laughs> this used to be a forest. <laughs> <laughs> this used to be my playground. This used to be my childhood dream. That's what he's singing. He's a Madonna fan. <laughs> I'm judging that deer. I had sympathy for him until I found out he liked Madonna. Get some fucking taste. Can we talk about ugly fruits and vegetables? Oh my god, this is okay. You know what? They should have talked about this at the freaking Global Citizen Festival. Did you know that about 26% of produce is wasted in the US because it's not attractive enough like when a tomato looks like a butt? <laughs> like they throw that away. Would you uh, but wait, before you go any further, would you buy a butt tomato? If it yeah, really I would. Like a butt? I would. I would crack up. I would be like, "Oh my god, it's a little booty tomato." Right. And after you bought one and laughed about it, would you go back and then consistently buy butt tomatoes? I don't think I would just if the tomato is not bruised or like um or moldy. Mhm. I don't care. You know what I mean? I judge the fruit on the content of the fruit. <laughs> on the content. I called it a fruit PS cuz it's a tomato. Oh yeah, that's a good call. Um, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm just trying to eat you. I'm not trying to like judge you or like body shame you. That's funny. Yeah. They're, they're really popular, uh, root vegetables, especially like turnips, carrots, um, carrots. There are a lot of them that look like embracing lovers they, and things like that. There are carrots that look like they're having sex. It's like hilarious. Yeah. There's actually on this website. So there's a website called endfoodwaste.org is the website that's all about ugly fruit. And then they have a Tumblr that's uglyfruitandveg.tumblr.com. And the first vegetable that started this was called the hip-hop carrot because it looks the carrot looks like it's in run dmc like it is <laughs> it hysterical <laughs> it's got like its arms and its legs crossed and it's like yeah what up right in that crisscross <laughs> like will make you jump sort of way yeah i yeah. know it's hilarious it's funny it's and it's so sad too that they're throwing vegetables like this away like carrots for instance like you know they're, they're a great source of vitamin a and when it comes to world hunger like that's you know it's good for your eyesight and hip-hop carrots are a great source of vitamin beets. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get that in. Victoria's shaking her head at me. Oh, man. Victoria's like, dude, that was bad. It was a bad delivery. I liked it. I thought it was funny. Yeah. It was funny. Um, I do think that we should make a concerned <laughs> effort to cut promote. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cut that out. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it is a, I never, honestly, I never would have thought about the fact that when you go to the grocery store, you don't see those weird looking fruits and vegetables. You see stuff that's pretty and pristine. And why are we throwing away all of this good produce just because 
you know, it's like the beauty of life. I, I'm, I'm okay with seeing two carrots fucking. I'm okay with that. And I think that they still- How else do they make baby carrots? Exactly. It's just exactly. Where do baby stuff. carrots come from? Well, now you know. You pull it out and you're like, oh, I interrupted <laughs> you guys. <laughs> Let me, I was, Ew, I was just, did you say I was, pull it out? I just, oh, okay. You know what I meant. I meant pull up the carrot. <laughs> Not the- Oh, oh my god! Oh, speaking of which, they they do have an eggplant that looks like it's got a dick. Yes, on that side. Oh so my god! Which is just, kind of funny since people use the eggplant emoji to represent a dick. It's funny because the eggplant uses the eggplant emoji to represent its little <laughs> eggplant boner. <laughs> Let's do some science corner. <laughs> you needed an intro for science corner. Uh maybe I'll make one. Maybe yeah. not. Uh so science corner the the most interesting thing happening whether well, you know there's always plenty going on in the science corner but uh but this tonight actually which is Sunday September 26th there is not just a supermoon mm-hmm. but a supermoon eclipse so when there's a moon a lunar eclipse it's called a blood moon cuz the whole moon takes on this reddish tint ah, blood moon exactly right so it's a super blood moon and a supermoon happens when the moon is at its closest to the earth in its lunar orbit and a lunar eclipse happens when the Earth comes between the sun and the moon, causing the moon to be cast in the Earth's shadow. Most of you know that. But this is pretty rare. So 1982 was the last time we had a super blood moon. And it won't happen again until 2033. Wow. Yeah. So in other words, now is the best time to, say, summon the Dark Lord, <laughs> put a slamming curse on someone. In fact, in, fa- <laughs> in fact, I'm going out tonight. I will have my own seance. Um, and I actually, I, I after hearing the GOP candidates talk about that uh, that Planned Parenthood scandal, do you remember mm-hmm. that? Yeah, where God, they, the where they, they made up that they were selling body parts. Well, they, where they just alleged they were selling fetal tissue for cash, just like in this black market racket. Anyway, I got I got wind of that, so I tried to order my baby's blood from Planned Parenthood, but they never <laughs> they never got back to me. So you're just so, gonna get it at the blood moon tonight? No, no, I've got I've got a I ordered a sacrificial goat from Amazon, so that should <laughs> I should be in. You know soon. what? It, there's always a reason to have Amazon Prime. See, you told me you <laughs> I told, got free shipping. You told me that that would not be a wise investment, and look, I got you a goat in two days. <laughs> So, That's true. You know how much it costs to ship a goat? It's not cheap. Well, yeah, and you got free shipping. Um, well, we actually are going to go to the Blood Moon and record some stuff, so uh, we should just throw to that. I don't know what's going to happen. Hopefully, we don't embarrass ourselves, but uh, here's what happened when we checked out the Blood Moon. <laughs> for our new favorite segment, Florida Man. Florida Man. That was good. So if you don't know, Patrick and I are both from Florida, and weird shit always happens in Florida. So I am going to give you four stories, and they are all true, but one of them did not happen in Florida. I think that this is a really good theme, because I like doing weird stories, and I'm really bad at coming up with Florida Man headlines. So okay. I'm just changing one of them to be about a Florida Man. Okay. Sounds good. Headline number one, puppy shoots Florida Man. <laughs> puppy shot a Florida Man. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, just because of the number of guns that are laying around in Florida. It's like it's you have a puppy, you've got guns laying around. Inevitably, a puppy is going to walk on your sash of guns, and, uh, and it's going to go off, and eventually someone's going to be shot. <clears throat> Number two, Florida man was too busy for court, so he made a fake bomb threat. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's Florida ingenuity right there, actually. <laughs> 
Number three, Florida man tries to pawn an amp at the same store he stole it from. <laughs> yes, I kn- I've heard that story many times over. Yeah, that's real. Okay. And here's the last one. You got to pick one that's not from Florida, mm. just so you remember. Florida man attempts bigamy and is discovered when his wife hears the announcement during church service. No, Florida men don't go to church. <laughs> Um, Okay. Well, you were wrong. Uh, That one took place in Florida. The one that did not take place in Florida was the court. Uh, That happened in New Jersey. (laughs) Really? The guy did not want to go to court because apparently he had better things to do. So he called in a bomb threat. We don't know what he was supposed to be in court for or what better things he had to do. um, But they did track him down. And now he's facing a variety of charges. Um the Florida puppy shooting a Florida man. This is actually a few people sent this in to us, but Cuddle Monster on Twitter sent this to us. Cuddle Monster, well, that seems fitting. Little Cuddle Monster. Her Twitter handle is Little Little Soul Sister. Thank you for sending this in. It happened in Pensacola. I like this story because this is really bizarre. This guy was trying to shoot a litter of puppies because apparently he thought I he needs to get rid of them. And he was holding the puppies with the gun and the puppy put its paw on the gun and shot the guy. Oh, that's even more eventful than I had imagined. Yeah. So like the puppy like saved his so little brother's lives. He was trying to wait. Who was he trying to shoot? He was trying to shoot a litter of puppies. He was like, well, I guess I can't get rid of these puppies because he didn't know about the animal rescue. And so he's like, I'll just shoot them. And the puppy was like, no. And he like, stopped him from shooting the rest of his his like brothers. Oh my god. I know. That I, is a valiant puppy. I know I want to adopt that puppy. He's like the ultimate guard dog. Um a Florida man tries to steal the amp. He took it off the shelf and then he took it up to the front and they actually gave him money for it. That happens all the time though. People will walk into a store, steal it and then walk in and try to return it. Yeah, so cash. the yeah. only reason that, that he got caught is because he came back and he stole something again and then he just left the store with it. So he didn't learn from the first time that it worked. Because he's an idiot. Um, and then the bigamy one I think is so funny. He was he married another woman in the same church that his wife goes to. What a dumbass. <laughs> and then they announced it, it at church. And oh that's how she found God. out about it. I'm pissed that the pastor didn't realize that he was a member of his church and already had a wife. That's a, that's a good point. This could have been could have been prevented. Actually, it. It wouldn't have been prevented. He just would have been tipped off that he should go get married elsewhere. Yeah, like, what a dumbass. And that's our Florida Man segment. <laughs> great, great <laughs> outro for that. Make that into a song. Okay. Hey, Patrick. Yes, friend. <laughs> Time for the Slanguage Beef. Oh, thank you for the trumpet. Yeah. Um, so this week's Slanguage Beef phrase comes from our friend Ayana. Um, her Twitter is Yana underscore YZ. And the Slanguage Beef phrase, there's a few variations, so I'll say a few of them. Okay, I'm ready. Have several seats, mm-hmm. have a stadium full of seats, or have all of the seats. Oh, you know, you know, there's a there's somebody on Twitter that uh, that was going by the name Take All the Seats, and uh, and I, I I really liked that, and I could, I wasn't really sure you why. Didn't know what it meant? I didn't know what it meant. I still don't know what it means. Uh, but I thought you would know this one. But something tells me like I I, I don't 
I don't know. I, I get the impression that it means, like, your your pull, like, your effectiveness, like, your reach. Like, if you, it, it's like how many seats you have is a measure of... Like a good thing. Of your presence, yeah, of your... Like, your uh, presence takes up so many seats. Of your pull, yeah. So I've got... I have several seats, you know? <laughs> or, like, or like yeah, I've taken all the seats. That's how... That's because so you guys don't have a place here anymore because... I have filled this space. When I catch it, when I take a flight, I have to buy three seats, like that kind of exactly. thing. Exactly. You're wrong. What the fuck? You <laughs> totally led me. No, That's I, entrapment. Because I, I liked your definition. I thought it was clever, but it's wrong. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you tell someone to take a seat or have multiple seats when they are wrong about something. Oh, see, absolute opposite of what yeah, I was saying. Okay. Yeah, so when someone is wrong about something, usually when someone is loud and wrong, like not just like they're wrong about something, like they get the wrong answer, like when someone is boldly like, no, it means blah, 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 or no, it's not about race, or no, it's reverse racism, white people are the minority, <laughs> but you say, ma'am, you need to have a stadium full of seats. Like, mm. you need to have multiple, like instead of just saying sit down, yeah. it's like you need to sit down, you need to sit down stand up and then sit down and stand up and then sit down and stand up because you need to sit all of the time i can see that you need you need like the sitting down that you need to do needs to be on stadium scale yes exactly yeah i got you i got you my victoria Victoria doesn't doesn't believe in me (laughs) (laughs) she's looking at me like i don't know somehow when you say it it still seems wrong (laughs) oh my god i think we had a really good show we had so much really great stuff left over to talk about next week but one thing that we definitely have to shout out that i'm very excited about is that patrick and i have entered a contest remember when i used to be in contests all the time you won a lot of contests because i entered a lot of contests true but we the last contest we entered together was to get our wedding paid for and we didn't win yeah we failed that one we didn't win but we're entering another contest for TripAdvisor for a chance to win a trip of a lifetime. And this time, people can actually vote. And it'll be on Facebook. It's so. exclusively it's exclusively voting-based. Which and means we have to win. Which means we, we actually have a chance. Because, I mean, my 800 Twitter followers <laughs> should get us most of the way there. But in case that's not enough, uh, all of you who have been longtime fans of Francesca... <laughs> Uh, might actually make the difference. Yeah, the voting starts October 1st through the 11th, so it will be on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash C-H-E-S-C-A-L-E-I-G-H. We need you to vote to help us go on a trip of a lifetime because I think we deserve it. Yeah, I I would say we deserve it. I think we do. Everybody would say that they deserve a trip of a lifetime, uh, including all the other contestants who you will not be voting for. Yeah, don't you dare vote for those other contestants. We will be checking those likes and cross it cross. Referencing them with my Facebook likes, <laughs> so we have our eyes on you. But no, honestly, we would love it if you voted for us. It would be a it would be a huge favor to us and a, a very kind way to support um, our Last efforts. Basis. Since you know we since you know this is this we is selflessly free, come to the studio con- for you. Every we don't do this. We don't do this week. for us. I mean, some not every week. <laughs> like we did take a month off, but like you guys know what we mean. We're here sometimes regularly. Anyway, it would be very kind of you, and we would much appreciate it. And um. And that would be that would be fantastic. And then and then you know we would. Um, and then we'll go on a trip, and we it. won't be here. So that'll be great. You'll miss the podcast. <laughs> no, we'll, we'll podcast no, we while will, we're yeah, there. Yeah, we will podcast from wherever our trip is. It'll nice be, save. It'll be great. It'll be great. Thank you for listening this week. We had a really great show. If you enjoyed it, or you have questions or comments, you can email. 
<laughs> you can email us lnbpodcast at gmail.com or you can tweet us with the hashtag last name basis or just tweet us individually. Tie optional. Or at Chescali, C-H-E-S-C-A. Mm-hmm. I'm Francesca. I'm Patrick. And this was Last Name Basis. <laughs>